0: you're listening to the bossy type your unconventional how-to for building a bold business or personal brand through the power of words and sometimes other creative stuff i'm elise director and head writer of bossy copywriting home of bold clients funny writers and the occasional swear word Every Tuesday and Friday, I'll be sharing my bite-sized wisdom, quizzing creative experts and chatting with the brands you wish you were. So make a f***ing margarita and join me for The Bossy Type, where we make words and brands a bitch. Before we get started, a quick PSA. Head to bossycreative.com to download my very free, very juicy guide to building a bold brand. It's packed with loads of tips from Bossy's favorite creative experts and covers everything from copywriting, to graphic design, to social media, to marketing, to everything else. Okay, hit subscribe now because we all know you're going to forget and let's get started. Hey, welcome to episode 15 of The Bossy Type. Okay, did you know the average person spends between 12 and 28 hours per week responding to emails? I feel depressed just reading that sentence 12 to 28 hours that is a hell of a lot of time you could be spending doing literally anything else but I know that's not really realistic and many of us receive hundreds of emails a day and no one's going to reply to them for you so if you're spending that much time in your inbox chained to your desk don't you want to make it feel a little bit less like work? As you know, I am all about making emails more enjoyable to write and read, and today I'm going to share my favorite tips to do just that. This also works from a branding or tone of voice point of view because it means that your everyday emails will feel more conversational, more lighthearted, and more approachable. So it's perfect if that's how you want your brand to sound. Before we jump in, a quick thank you to everyone that has grabbed a copy of my new cover letter template, to whom it may concern. If you haven't, I will add the link to the show notes, but basically it is a pre-written cover letter with personality filled with sections that you just have to add in your own details, whether that be a personality trait some experience and accolade or achievement so you can make it really representative of you but it means that you're not spending all that time writing a killer cover letter so you can grab it from the link in the show notes or just head to bossycreative.com and visit the shop all right so making everyday emails more fun Let's jump in. Tip number one, lure them with your subject line. So we're starting at the very start with the subject line, and I know it's tempting and easy to use a bland, basic subject line, especially if you're in a rush, But a fun subject line is a really quick way to give yourself and your brand more personality. It's also a cheeky way to make the recipient stop what they're doing and open your email because it's kind of like clickbait. They won't be able to resist. So you'll probably actually get a response back sooner if you have a pressing question to ask. So as an example, say that you um, need help from someone in your team for a certain project you're working on. An okay subject line could be assistance with X project, but a better subject line could be lunch is on me if dot, dot, dot. So of course they're going to read that and they'll be like, I need to see what this says. And they're going to enter the email quicker and they're probably going to respond to you quicker as well. So you're not going to be waiting all day long. Tip number two, heat it up with a conversational opener. So contrary to popular belief, you don't have to start every email with hope you're well. (laughs) I know. And I think we've all had about enough of hope you're keeping safe in these crazy times a conversational opener can instantly create rapport with the person on the other side and you can make it tailored each time as well. So as an example, I've actually got a couple. An okay option could be, hope you're keeping safe during these unprecedented times. No, thank you. But a better option could be, happy Monday. How many picnics did you attend on the weekend? Because that's pretty much all anybody's doing here in Melbourne. Another example, an okay option could be, Thanks for reaching out. Sounds like you've got a great brand, but a better option could be I've already stalked your website. I know we don't know each other very well, but I think I'm in love. Tip number three, find a commonality and use it to your advantage. So there are a couple of ways you can go about this one. A more serious angle could be if somebody reaches out about potentially working together and you have plenty of experience in the space that they're in, let them know. It might actually help them realize that you're exactly what they need. So as an example, if I have someone contact me about a fashion brand, because my background was in fashion and I still do some fashion freelance writing, I make sure I weave that into my email back to them. less serious angle. If you know of this person or they clearly state on their website or their LinkedIn, something like that, an interesting fun fact, relate to it. So as an example, an okay option could be, it looks like we both go for insert sport team, but a better option could be, I see you're quite open about your obsession with insert sport team. I think we'll get along just fine. Tip number four, impress them with your elevator pitch. If you often introduce yourself or your brand in your emails, think a new customer inquiry or someone that would like to collaborate with you or even your pitch emails, have a really well-written elevator pitch ready to go. This also helps when you find yourself in a conversation with someone too. So you can paste this into your email whenever you need for an instant boost of personality and it also takes the work out of having to come up with what you do each time as well. So I'll, I'm going to read you my example from Bossy and this is the little paragraph that I insert into all my customers. Customer inquiry emails. So it reads, "I'm not sure if you picked this up from the website, but Bossy is a copywriting supergroup, which is really just a fun way of saying a group of freelance strategists, writers, copywriters, and editors. Each and every writer has an individual writing style, a certain copywriting specialty, or loads of experience in a particular industry. This means the best strategist or writer is always on the case." Tip number five, use simple fluff-free language. I say this all the time, but it's so true. Fluffy words and corporate jargon are the biggest culprits of those snooze-worthy emails. Carly from the Bossy Supergroup said it best when she said, fluff is for ducks. There's no need to use fluffy words or corporate jargon. And if you really want to start talking like a human and writing like a human, yes, it will take time to break the habit, especially if you're working in a corporate environment. But a good tip is to start auditing your emails and searching for these kinds of words. So as an example, you might say, we're working diligently, but really you could just say, we're working hard. Or you might say, We're leveraging our connections when really you could say we're chatting with people in our circle. So there's always a more human approach to these different types of phrases. What you could do is start reading your emails out loud. I promise you, when you do that, you'll be like, Oh, that's not really how I speak. And then you can go through and start tweaking some of those words and phrases. So try to keep it simple, keep it conversational. Because if not, that's how you start sounding like a robot in your emails. Tip number six, get your point across with a GIF. So I recently read this article where they recommended adding a GIF into your emails. And I thought it was really interesting because when I... And talking to someone, a potential new client, and they haven't got back to me and I've already followed up maybe two or three times, I feel like, okay, it gets to a point now where I should probably stop emailing them. But I never really know how to close off that conversation. So I generally just say, just reaching out one last time. Of course, if you want to chat through any of my packages or pricing, feel free to reach out whenever suits or something along those lines. But this article actually suggested having that in the email, but then adding something like, bye for now, and then having a funny GIF of someone waving. So you're still kind of getting your point across, but you're also taking the formality out of it and making it less awkward and making it a bit more fun. A GIF can definitely lighten the mood and build rapport, so don't be afraid to use it if it's appropriate for you. Tip number seven, mix up your sign-off. I'm about to blow your mind with a fact. Did you know you are not contractually obligated to finish your emails with kind regards. (laughs) You won't go to jail if you try a different email sign-off. In fact, mixing up your email sign-off can only do good things for you. So let's try and use something that's not warm regards, that's not best, that's not kind regards Obviously, read the room and the person you're emailing, but don't be afraid to choose an email sign off that represents you a little bit better. And I'm actually all for changing your email sign off based on the email. I think it's really tricky to come up with just one amazing email sign off. I don't even have one myself. So, what I do is I usually base it off the content of the email. For example, if we look at the email where I referenced earlier when we're asking our colleague for help, we could write, Don't make me beg. Elise. And that could be the email sign off. If we're talking about the email where we reference the sport team, we could finish with go blues, Elise. If we're referencing our friend COVID, we could write warm regards from afar or from my prison cell to yours. So there's so many different options you can do and you can just let the content of the email guide you. Tip number eight, treat them to a surprise. So another way to spike your email with a bit of fun is a surprise PS at the end. So the recipient thinks the email is over, they've reached your witty sign-off and they're about to click out of the email. Oh, what's this? There's something after the sign-off and your name. So this surprise PS could be anything. If it's a colleague, for example... You could say something like, by the way, I saw you landed a speaking gig at XYZ Conference. Well done. Look for me in the crowd. If it's a customer and they've inquired about a particular service or they've asked a question, you could throw in an interesting tip at the end of your email that relates to that topic. So say they've contacted you inquiring about working together on some blog content. You could say something like, P.S. Did you know readers are more likely to click on blogs that have an odd number in their title? Like 13 apps that will boost your productivity. So it's adding a little surprise, but it's also showing that you know your shit at the same time. Tip number nine, give your auto response email a makeover. So it's time to ditch the boring out of office email. I get it if you work in a company and this is standard procedure, but if you have your own business or you're a freelancer, there's really no excuse. This is also a good idea if you have a super busy inbox and have a permanent auto response set. That's what we have at Bossy. So In that auto-response email, let the person know that their message has been received. You'll get back to them in X amount of time. And then I would actually use it as a bit of a marketing tool to promote something else in your business that they can use to keep busy while they're waiting for you. So I will read you the bossy auto-response email just so you can see what I mean. Okay, so the bossy auto-response email, the subject line is, I'm right on top of that, rose," and it reads, oh, hi there. If only this was an out-of-office email to say we're currently in Italy and can't come to the phone right now because we've had one too many Aperol spritzes. Unfortunately, it's one of those automated emails to let you know we're currently writing and therefore avoiding our emails. Rest assured, your message has been received loud and clear. We'll get back to you within one business day, but probably sooner because checking our inbox is one of our favorite ways to procrastinate, second only to checking the fridge. In the meantime, maybe you'd like to listen to the latest episode of the Bossy Type podcast. More of an Instagram person, stalk us here. In a spendy mood, there's some juicy ebooks and templates waiting for you at the Bossy shop. Talk soon, Bossy HQ. P.S. I'm right on top of that rose is a line from the 1991 classic, don't tell mum the babysitter's dead. If you haven't seen it, you should probably do that while you wait. So you can see it's not really your average auto response. It's got lots of personality. So when somebody gets that, I feel like I'm already building rapport to them. So when I do reach out to them, we're kind of friends already. Plus, I've got a little PS surprise in there. I feel like these tips are really good today. (laughs) Let's see them one more time. Tip number one, lure them with your subject line. Try to make your subject line a little bit more like clickbait. Tip number two, heat it up with a conversational opener. This can create instant rapport with the person on the other side. Tip number three, find a commonality and use it to your advantage. You can either go for a serious angle that shows that you have the same sort of experience in their field or something a little bit more fun like an interesting fact that you've seen on their LinkedIn. Tip number four, impress them with your elevator pitch. Write a really strong elevator pitch that you can easily copy and paste into your emails whenever you need. Tip number five, use simple fluff free language because fluff is for ducks. Tip number six, get your point across with a gif if you're not going to get fired. (laughs) Tip number seven, mix up your sign off. Actually use the content in the email to guide your sign off and choose a different one each time. Tip number eight, treat them to a surprise. Congratulate them for some of their recent work or maybe just add a did you know fact. And tip number nine, give your auto response email a makeover. Make sure you let them know their message has been received. You'll get back to them in X amount of time and then use it to promote something else in your business. Okay, I'm looking forward to seeing all the fun emails landing in my inbox from now on. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Bossy Type. If you haven't already, tap the subscribe button for new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you got something out of this episode, I'd love it if you could rate, review, share on Instagram, text your friends, tell the whole world, all the things. In the meantime, come hang out with me on Instagram at bossy.copywriting or at Elise Elise, spelt A-L-Y-C-E. Bye.